Welcome to the show. Today we're continuing a series that we've been doing on a book, Finding Peace in Life Storms. Uh, we've diverted from the normal financial topics for the season, uh, talking about this book. Finding Peace in Life Storms was written in 2012 by my wife and I in response to a series of trials that we had going on in our life. And I'll talk a little bit more specifically about some of those trials. But we've been looking at God's Word and looking at just some general questions uh, that I think all of us suffer, um, struggle with suffering in particular. You know, why do we suffer? You know, I thought God loved us. Why do we suffer? Why do we go through trials? Why do we go through these uh, these situations that we go into? And in 2012, my wife and I were really struggling with a lot of things going on in our life. Uh, we looked into God's Word. We started studying, uh, just trying to answer those questions for ourselves. Really, that's where the book came from. And last week, I left off with a challenge, and the challenge was to not waste your storms. Not waste the storms that you have in life. Not waste the trials. And we were talking at the time about uh, the fact that we don't really have any control over that. Um, unfortunately, what we're promised is tribulation. I mean, that's what Jesus promised us. I know that a lot of times when we think of the Christian faith, we think of the better life. And unfortunately, and the better life doesn't necessarily mean the easier life, the more comfortable life, the more prosperous life. You know, Christian life involves suffering, and we are called to suffer. Jesus promised us that we would have tribulation, not that we might have it, we would have it. Not that we, if we didn't go to church, we'll have it. Uh, we are going to have it. And so we're talking about trials and, and what they mean for the Christian, what we should look at. Uh, last week we talked a lot about the growth. Uh, I mentioned that in my own life I can look back, I can see areas uh, of great growth in my life, in my faith, times that I really sought God, times when I felt close to God, felt presence of God. Uh, there were always a trial that was involved in those situations. And I think most of us can see that. Most of us can see um, how trials bring growth in our life, how they bring maturity. And so this challenge of not wasting your storms is really just a challenge of embracing that, recognizing that you don't have a choice. This is the way that God sets it up. You know, I think most of us, if we were given a choice about whether or not we would have trials in our life, we would say, no, thank you. Uh, but that's not the way that God sets it up. I mean, God's going to bring trials in our life. God's going to use those trials. So the challenge of not wasting your storms was really just to embrace that, embrace the understanding that you don't have a choice. Stop fighting it. You might as well allow the trials in your life to help you mature, help you grow, help you seek God. And we talked a lot about last week about that we really need trials in a lot of ways. We, we need something to kind of cause us to seek God, something to slow us down enough. Unfortunately, when, um, when we get busy in life, we kind of push God aside. We don't really think about God too much. You know, Scripture talks about celebrating your trials and well, that's a bit of a stretch for me, I don't know that I can celebrate my trials. I certainly could do a better job of embracing them and stop fighting them. One of the things that I mentioned last week is that God is concerned about your comfort, is concerned about your character, but not your comfort. 
And that's, I think, it's very hard for us to understand, this, this idea that God loves us. But God's primary concern is not our comfort. It's our character. And that's why we need trials. We need these situations in our life because that's where God influences our character. That's where our maturity comes from. So I want to pick up from there, and I want to look a little bit deeper at that, and I want to talk a little bit more about this process that God takes us through um, using trials in positive ways. Um, You know, God would never let a trial happen in your life without having a positive purpose associated with it. Um, I believe that trials are God's greatest tool for change. It's the greatest tool that God has to bring change. It's the greatest tool that God has to cause us to seek him. Um, to seek his presence, to seek his guidance. Unfortunately, without a trial, we just don't really do that. At least I don't. So this idea that God would never let a trial happen in your life without having a positive purpose, I want to look a little bit deeper in that. Look a little bit deeper at the process that God uses these trials in our life in a positive way. You know, you don't have to like it. You do have to accept it. I think most of us accept the growth associated with our trials. We understand it. We don't necessarily like it, but we certainly could do a lot better job of embracing our trials. So the challenge last week of not wasting your trials was really just recognition that you don't have a choice. If you're going to have a trial, you might as well allow it to bring you closer to God, allow God to do things through you. So what does this process look like? When God uses, when I make a statement like God uses trials in our life in positive positive ways, what does that look like? What is our responsibility in that process? And that's really where I want to pick up today. Um, There's a very familiar verse that I want to cover, and that's Romans 8.28. And I I would say next to John 3.16, Romans 8.28 is probably the most quoted verse in the Bible. And we know all things God works together for the good of those who love him, who've been called according to his purpose. You know, you hear a lot of people quote this verse, believers, non-believers. Most of the time when people talk about it, they typically talk about everything happens for a reason. That's typically the way we think of this verse. In my own life, um, this was something that I really struggled with. I'm going to talk a little bit more after the break about my daughter and an accident, but this was something I really struggled with. My daughter was involved in a terrible accident. Um, It was kind of hard for me to understand everything happens for a reason. Um, I just didn't really see how this could have happened. What reason could could God have allowed this? So I really studied Romans 8.28. I really looked at it. Uh, and I began to realize that I don't, I don't think that the meaning is everything happens for a reason. I mean, that's partly right, but that isn't necessarily what the verse is talking about. Because when we think everything happens for a reason, what we're really saying is that we need to be passive. We need to kind of sit back. We need to be kind of accepting of our circumstances. Everything happens for a reason. Stop fighting, uh, stop fighting the things that are happening to you be passive, kind of sit back, let God do his thing. And I don't believe that that's understanding that we should have about Romans 8.28. And I ran across a book that Charles Stanley wrote uh, about trials, and he had a little bit of a rephrase about uh, Romans 8.28 that I want to um, quote for you that it was very meaningful for me. 
But in Charles Stanley's book, he talks about that a better way of saying Romans 8, 28 is that that all things God works together with those who love him to bring about what is good. That all things God works together with those who love him to bring about what is good. Now, the key words, obviously, are all or together or to bring about. But when you look at the way that he phrased Romans 8, 28, it had a little bit different meaning for me because it, it very clearly showed that we have a role in the process. It's a partnership process. It's not just all God. It's not just everything happens for a reason. We need to sit back. We need just to let things happen, uh, be accepting. But there's a role that we have in that. And that was, seemed, and that was very important to me because in, my, in the situation with my daughter, I, I really struggled with why she had the situation that she had and, and what my role was in that uh, to allow God to bless that situation, to bring good from that situation. And I think it's important that we look at Romans 8.28 that way because it clearly has a partnership suggestion, a partnership role that we play. You know, God has a role, we have a role. We do our part, God has, God does his part. And this is especially true in response to our trials, you know, how we embrace them, how we celebrate them. You know, what our role is, is, is so important to embracing them. So picking up off of this challenge that we talked about last week about embracing your trials and not finding your trials, um, I believe that it's important for us to understand what role we have in the process. Now, I mentioned before, let me just go ahead and mention, i got a little bit of time before the break. The struggle that I was going on, going with the time that I was studying this was that my daughter was involved in a terrible accident. Some of you might be familiar with that because it was on the news. We were at, um, in Vestavia at Liberty Park, we were at my son's soccer game. Uh, our daughter, we got there a little bit early, my daughter was playing on the uh, playground. And she came in contact with a transformer that was there, and she was electrocuted. And she had third-degree burns. She was pretty messed up. Um, had to airlift her to the children's hospital. Uh, we spent quite a bit of time there, and it was just a—it was just an awful situation. And in trying to understand, you know, what what role would this have in my life? What role would it have in my daughter's life? Uh, this everything happens for a reason. You know, a lot of, I know a lot of times when you hear that, it's usually an athlete, someone like that, who maybe just scored the, the winning touchdown, and, you know, maybe they blew out their knee or ACL a couple years ago. And they're being interviewed, and they're talking about winning the, uh, you know, scoring the touchdown or something, and they're saying, well, you know, everything happens for a reason. And they're kind of applying to that, that what happened with their knee or whatever the injury was kind of led to this situation. And I really struggled with that. I mean, I just, I just could not see how God could allow something like this to happen to my daughter, how God could allow it to happen to us. And it really caused me to look at this partnership process, this role that we have, because I think so much of the time when we talk about uh, everything happening for a reason and God working things out for good, you know, Charles Stanley's definition of God work together to bring about what is good. 
you know, when you have these situations in your life that, that don't feel like they're good, I think there's a, I think it's because we're ignoring the role that we're supposed to play and we are inhibiting God. And I want to talk a little bit more about that from the break. So let's let's take a quick break. We'll come back and talk about it some more. <laughs> 